0: Fourteen November in India is considered as Children's Day. Globally, today is recognized as World Diabetes Day. And let me tell you something shocking. My youngest diabetes patient is a 4-year-old child. Yes, I'm not going to lie. This is alarming and a little worrisome. But if we practice some caution, we can fight this war against obesity and diabetes. Hi, I'm Shweta Bhatia. I'm a registered dietitian with the Indian Dietetic Association. And welcome to my podcast, Mind Your Fitness. According to a study by the Indian Council of Medical Research, it shows that the country now has 101 million diabetics with a further 136 million pre-diabetic individuals in need of serious prevention. Not just adults, but we're also seeing the condition develop in young children. So there couldn't be an ideal day to jointly address the increasing risk for type 2 diabetes in kids. Childhood obesity is strongly associated with insulin resistance, which is considered as the forerunner of type 2 diabetes. Asian Indian individuals are more prone to insulin resistance from their early infancy. Further, insulin resistance has been reported in children as young as 8 years in India. The prevalence of obesity among 5 to 19 year old Indian children ranges between 4 to 12 percent. It is predicted that by 2025, there will be 17 million obese children in India. And about 50% of these obese children are estimated to become obese adults. The shocking case of borderline sugar levels in the 4-year-old overweight girl child who came to my clinic was identified because I requested for the levels to be tested considering the weight, eating habits and family history. I'm not sure how many healthcare professionals expect borderline sugars in young children. I know chubby kids are perceived to be cute, but parents may not be aware that their child is growing out of the normal cutoffs on the growth charts. The American Diabetes Association recommends screening for type 2 diabetes beginning at 10 years of age or the onset of puberty in children who are overweight or obese and have two additional risk factors, with screening every three years thereafter. Now, this guideline has also been adopted by the Indian Academy of Pediatrics. I'm using the occasion to address fruit as a healthier alternative to sugar, especially for diabetics. Now, a diet low in total carbohydrate is recommended for diabetes management and prevention. Let's revise the basics and look at the sources of carbohydrates in our diet. So, carbohydrates or carbs are found in foods such as cereals, grains, dals, pulses, fruits, stable sugar, honey, jaggery, starchy vegetables like potatoes, and some smaller amounts in milk and dairy products. Our body breaks down all these carbohydrates into glucose or fructose which comes from fruits. Fructose is also converted to glucose. Now, glucose can be used immediately or it can be stored in the liver and muscles for later use. If it's in excess, then both can be converted to fat, of which fructose converts faster to fat in the liver. Fruits may be a source of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants and fibre. But it's not like these nutrients cannot be sourced from vegetables. Minus the sugar, of course. So is fruit in the diet an absolute necessity? No. So if you still want to eat some, how much is good, you may ask? This is different for different people, and it depends mainly on your current blood work and health condition. Type of carbohydrate present in fruits. Let's look at the different categories. Fruit contains the sugar, which I already mentioned is called fructose, and based on the amount, there are two types of fruits. So the first category is the less sugar or low carbohydrate or low GI fruits like apple, pear, papaya, berries. And the second category is high sugar or high GI fruits like mangoes, grapes, dried fruits like dates, custard, apple, and bananas. So what happens to this fructose after digestion? It again can be converted to glucose or stored as fat in the liver. Too much fruit can increase your triglycerides and your uric acid levels. It has been linked to increased weight gain, fatty liver, and obesity. So let's look at the recommendations. Although fruit does not raise your insulin and blood sugar immediately, after it is processed in the liver, it can have a delayed negative impact in your blood sugar management and other parameters. So, keeping this in mind, I have two recommendations. Number 1. If your blood sugar control is good, which means your HbA1c is less than 6.5 and your triglycerides are normal, you can take about one serving of fruit that is 10 pieces or one medium whole fruit from category 1 which is the low GI or less sugar fruits. If anyone wants to take fruits from the category 2 which is the high sugar or high GI fruits then half a serving of 5 pieces once a week is recommended. The second recommendation if your blood sugar control is bad which means your HbA1c is greater than 6.5 and you have high triglycerides or fatty liver or obesity or high uric acid levels then fruit is completely avoidable till all the parameters are within range what is the time of fruit consumption besides the choice of fruit the timing of fruit consumption is also important fruit is preferably eaten in the first meal of the day because fructose is processed by the liver and the liver's stores are empty after a long period of fasting if combined with meals, then it's more likely to be stored as fat. To summarize, fruit consumption in diabetics should be based on their current sugar control, that is, their HbA1c levels and their other blood work. That decides which fruits they can eat, how much they can eat, and those who have stricter restrictions due to kidney damage or heart conditions must be advised by a qualified dietitian. And that was all in today's podcast. Do subscribe to Mind Your Fitness on binge pods, Apple, Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast from. To connect with me, you can DM me on my Instagram handle, shweta underscore And before I leave, here is a quick summary of today's episode. Fruit may be healthier than table sugar and some may swap sweets for fruits, especially during festivals. But even natural sugars add to the total glucose load of the day and they affect our insulin levels, thereby affecting our health. So fruit has to be limited in obesity and diabetes.